Hello and welcome to the Crimson and Cream Christians podcast. My name is Will and I represent all uh, Crimson and Cream Christians here at OU, but this podcast is for all Christians on college campuses. And today, once again, I have Alexa joining me. Hey guys. So, Alexa, I know I know you're not you're not too big on basketball. I'm not. But you you can't deny that a we beat OSU. We did. And two, our women's basketball beat Texas. That is also And true. got the Big 12 championship. So I'd say that's some improvement from where from where we were looking like last week and the week before that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and then at the same time, our women's gymnastics and men's gymnastics and softball are all killing it. Yeah. I mean, we're a softball school. Yeah. We're a gymnastics school. Mm. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Some someday maybe we'll be we'll get back to being a football school as well. Yeah, but eventually. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. It might take a few years with the with the change to SEC, but Yeah. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So, Alexa, how has your semester been so far? We're about halfway through. Yeah, we are. Finally. It took a while to get to this point, but How's it going? (laughs) This semester, I feel like it's just been like a roller coaster. Like, there's been really, really high points, and there's been some really, really low points. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we're here. We're making it through. Um, And, yeah. Yeah. So, have you had any midterms yet? I had one thing that's kind of a midterm, but it's not considered a midterm. Um. But then I have more, like, projects and essays for uh, this week and yikes, next week. Yikes, yikes, yikes. See, essays, like, once I finally get into making them, they're not that hard. But it's just getting the motivation to, like, get to the point where I have to type them out. Yeah. Like, once all the ideas are there, I can just, like, word vomit and then edit it down. I'm also the person where, like, I can't start an essay and not finish it. I have to, like, start it and finish it all in one sitting, whether yeah, that's, yeah, like, a rough yeah, draft yeah. or, like, the full thing. No, but, no, no. I, I agree. I'm like that as well. But So that makes it difficult mm-hmm. because I have to, like, a lot, a lot of time for it. Yeah. And, I mean, um, I try my best to get, like, essays and stuff done while I'm at work. But, like, when I'm at work, I see all my work friends, so mm-hmm. I'm talking to them. And uh, the, it just normally gets to the point where I have to be on the shift by myself to actually get the work done. Yeah. Um, you've done that. You've been there a few times. Mm-hmm. You've visited at work. And, like, everyone leaves at 1 o'clock. And yeah. And that's when I start working on my stuff. But... I don't know. This past week, I've actually been pretty... I bet I did pretty well. That's good. Um, let's see. My one class that I arguably am struggling the most on because I'm taking it online, so I expected it to be really easy, but I have to do a bunch of reading stuff, is Native mm. American Studies, right? Yeah. And I did it on Monday this week, which is great. But it was then replaced with a bunch of other homework from every other class that does not normally exist. Mm. I just don't know. I just don't know how that works. Because, yeah. like, there's been like the set, set like homework schedule every week, and now there's more. Yeah. And it's just dumb. And I'm re- I'm ready for these classes to be over. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm ready for the semester to be over. I'm ready for summer. Oh, we had some really great weather, and then it was really cold the past oh, yeah. couple of days. Now it's like forty degrees. Yeah. You know? 
39. 39. But it's windy, which makes it, it so much makes worse. It so much worse. But I guess that's just Oklahoma's bipolar weather. Yeah. It, it's never. What do you expect? Oh, the wind chill is 31 right now. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> it's it's never what you'd expect until it's the middle of July and it's super duper hot always. Yeah. Except for that one. There's always that one day in July though where it's really it's really weird and it gets back to like normal temperatures. But it's mm-hmm. only it's only for one day. But it's honestly probably the best day of summer every <laughs> single year. Um. Yeah, we don't have that in Texas. In Texas, it's just hot. <laughs> okay, okay. All, all the time. All the time? Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so over the next few weeks, um, some different friends and I are going to go through some of the parables that Jesus spoke throughout the Bible. And the parables are just way, different ways that Jesus like preached to his people and I can't really get too much into it because this first parable that we're talking about is talking about why he does that. So this first parable is the parable of the sower and the seeds. And it is in, it's in pretty much almost every gospel, right? Like, is it in every gospel? It might not I be in I know it's John. in Matthew and Luke. I'm not sure about Mark I think, John. Okay. I don't know. It might, it might be in all of them. I know it's in at least two of them. So... We're looking at the version in Luke, Luke 8, and it goes like this. One day, Jesus told a story in the farm of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on, and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell along, fell among thorns and grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So, you know, first question is, why is Jesus talking about farmer and seeds and all of this. And luckily enough, for um, this parable specifically, when we were at Passion, there was a message that I did not actually write down who said it. See, I did more research this time, but I guess just not enough. Hold <laughs> on, let's go see, let's go see. I know, and I filled up my old journal, so I don't have <laughs> my, my notes from Passion with me. Well, I guess speaking of Passion, while I'm looking this up, um, tonight, actually, all of the music. Oh yeah, the album comes out tonight. The album comes out tonight, so that I'll link that below so you guys can hear it. Um, let's see, this one. Um, I'm gonna say, if I get, yeah, 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 I'm gonna say Ben Stewart. This was Ben Stewart's message. Um, yeah, 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 his his message, which also will be linked in the description. Um, is called Revealing the Secrets of the Kingdom. So he was just talking about how, um, why Jesus talked in parables. And we can actually, uh, I went through the notes and kind of wrote them down. Um, but before we do that, we can do, go more into the scripture because Jesus himself explains it. Mm-hmm. And this is the only time he explains it. Pretty, well, I don't think the only time, 
But he doesn't explain all of the parables. No, he doesn't. But this is a time that he does. So, uh, continuing on in Luke 8, not verse 9, it says, His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message, only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while. Then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. So, that pretty much answers the question, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one specifically, Jesus is the farmer, uh, the word of Jesus is the, are the seeds, and different, like the crowd are the different soils, right? Mm-hmm. I find that interesting because you can always, like, look back on this, like, parable Mm -hmm. and, like, mentally decide what soil you are. Yeah, you can kind of see where you're at. Yeah. Like, of course, I want to be the fertile soil, Mm -hmm. but there's sometimes that I'm like, oh, God, I got this. And it's just not going to work out. Yeah. I think there's – I agree. There's times that I have – I want to be the like the good soil where my roots grow and whatever. But there's times where like the first seed where the devil comes and like tells you all these lies and starts whispering in your ear and at first you're like no, like it's fine, like I still have God, but like the whispers get louder and louder and louder and you mm-hmm. feel like you're just not like you're not there. Yeah. I think um there's this really good thing cuz funnily enough um, like last week I, at uh, switch, which is this youth group that I serve in, they also did a message on this parable. And one of the really cool things that was said there is that Jesus teaches in parables to separate the crowd from the committed. Mm. So like the, the first three, the first three parables, they like listen, but since they don't want to commit to God, they just go on with their lives afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, where the 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 fourth soil, the the really good soil, stays uh, when everyone else is confused and just keeps listening to Jesus and li- just like listening him to him continue to teach and clear up in their minds mm-hmm. what is. Uh, what he's actually trying to say through these parables. And I don't know, that that one specifically, like that that thing that was said, um, is uh, continues on from that message at Switch where he said that Jesus is intentionally confusing people to see who sticks with him when things get more challenging. Yeah. Um, which I think is, I think it's very interesting because there's obviously like nowadays surface level Christianity and then like 
the people who take it deeper. Mm-hmm. And, like, who says that if you're a surface-level Christian and things of this world start coming at you and you get, like, temptation, you have temptation come at you, because that will happen if you're a follower of Jesus. You will get temptation. But what would, like, what's saying that you would stick with Jesus when that temptation mm-hmm. comes? And it's not even just temptation. In Job, obviously, God allows Satan to test um, Job, taking away his family, taking away his friends, taking away his, like, riches. And his friends say multiple times, or, like, people in the world say multiple times, like, curse God and, like, turn away. Like, mm-hmm. God's doing this to you. But um, if we have our, like, feet planted and we're deeper in our relationship with God, we're not going to be as easily swayed and job wasn't easily swayed he said no like this is not from god um but yeah no no no. i really that's a that's a really good um that's a really good example of that actually and not really one like it's it's like an obvious one right it's right there but i didn't think of it but you know it's like like, hard to think about you think yeah a lot of times in churches we talk about like the temptations, like mm-hmm. worldly ch- temptations, like the worldly desires. We talked about a crossover last week right. or this week. Um, but sometimes it's not the temptations. It's more so, at least for me, like there's times that I have temptations for sure. But for me, it's more so like things that I go through in life that I'm like, well, God wouldn't do this to me. Like yeah. if God is right, he wouldn't do this to me. And I have to really like deep dive, di- mm. like kind of like deep dive into some scripture and figure out or and like retell myself like no like this isn't god like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and like that's something i've been seeing a lot like a lot more recently is like i have to remind myself that god wouldn't come Mm -hmm. after me but satan definitely is Mm -hmm. and sometimes sometimes it gets confusing right yeah like um we were talking about this the other day Sometimes there's something that you really think that Jesus is telling you to do, mm-hmm. and then you just go for it, and it doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, you can think, um, one of my friends is going to India for three years this mm-hmm. coming October, and to be a missionary, a full-time missionary. Yeah. And she applied two summers ago. She applied to go for the summer. And she was like, well, this is what God's telling me to do. Like, God's, like, I know God is telling me that he wants me in India and he wants me to go do missions. And um, then it ended up not happening. She wasn't able to go. And she was like, well, why did God do this to me? And, like, um, obviously now she's going to India. But you have to realize that, like, God's not going to do, like, bad things. And sometimes it's something God wants you to do. But he may say, like, not now. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is it's my, it's li- really my least annoying. favorite answer really annoying, but <laughs> my least favorite answer from god <laughs> but sometimes it's definitely like a needed answer because mm-hmm. um maybe like when he says not now like for example um the story of the man gyrus i believe is his name who mm-hmm. came came to god uh and was like hey my daughter back home is sick mm, yes and uh, I think this is a really good example of Jesus saying not now mm-hmm. because in going to his house, um, Jairus sees another woman get healed by touching God, Jesus's garment mm-hmm. and just sees the healing power of Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that gives him the lesson that he needs to, like, really believe in Jesus, which he already does by going to him. But it just shows him how powerful Jesus really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that gave him the faith to believe in Jesus when he already heard that his daughter was dead. Yeah. And then his prayer was still answered and his daughter came back. But that was just an example of Jesus saying, not yet, but yes later. Yeah. And I I think just like in all of that confusion, this is something that was said at Passion, by the way. Uh, in your confusion, you can either move away from him or move towards him. Mm-hmm. And in like the confusion of just a not yet he will show you the answers but you'll have to want him and follow him yeah for it. he's not just gonna like give it to you yeah and even for like even for yes answers it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a like everything's going to be perfect immediately it's a you have to put in some work and effort mm-hmm. but when you're backed by god it's going to happen yeah and like that's that's a That's another thing I like to, to like, really think about is if God wants something to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's not a, yeah, but I'm not really feeling it. Yeah. It's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. Like, I think I explained last time I was on here about my trip to the Dominican and how I was like, I want to go on this trip, but I was playing volleyball and I the trip overlapped, the mission trip overlapped with our volleyball nationals tournament. And my team was really good that year. And I couldn't just like leave my team and not go. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of my friends told me, if God wants you on that trip, he's going to put you on that trip. And funny enough, like a little bit over a month later, I tore my ACL and you know, that was hard. I hated that journey. But because of that, I wasn't able to play in the tournament. And my parents were like, well, we don't want to pay for you to just go sit on the bench all weekend. So why don't you go on that trip? Like our money would be better spent because they were paying for it at the time I was 14. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, oh. And like looking back, I'm like, that was God telling me like, yes. And he's going to make it happen whether I wanted him to make it happen or not. Like Sacrificing your ACLs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he still did say yes and made it happen. Mm -hmm. I guess he said yes, but that's an example of you having to work towards it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, going through, like, tearing an ACL and stuff is crazy. Yeah. But. (laughs) But honestly, it's one of the, like, as much as I hate to admit it, it's one of the best things that happened to me because Mm -hmm. I probably would not be here. Like, I wouldn't be at this university. I probably would be doing things. I wouldn't be as close to God as I am now. If I hadn't, so. You would be a D1 athlete playing volleyball right now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think uh, a great way, like, if you want something changed and God says yes, a great, like, saying to think about is you must engage if you want to Mm. be changed. Yeah. Uh, Like, you have to actively put in the work and do what you need to to – allow God to come into your life and change it mm-hmm. for towards his will to do what he wants to do. And I think um, there's there's plenty of examples of uh, me when, like, the bad soil. Because, like, we've talked about the good soil mm-hmm. a little bit, but we haven't really talked about the bad soil. And, like, there's definitely um, 
a lot of times that I would go to a church conference and that would fill me up and I'd be just like really, really engaged in the spirit. But as time goes on, that spiritual high wears off and the things of this world come back into play. Mm-hmm. And um, af- and like after that happens, you just I just became more of a lukewarm Christian mm-hmm. until the next big church event that I would go to. Which personally, I think, is a uh, example of the rocky soil. Mm-hmm. Like they, like the roots came in, but they didn't take deep root because yeah. the soil was just full of rocks, and so they wilted away after some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think personally, thinking about the four soils and where currently you're at is like really spiritually mature. Yeah, I would agree. Um. Because if you're able to, like, look back and be like, hey, I'm not putting God in everything. Mm -hmm. I should probably figure out how to fix that. Then you're just spiritually mature enough to, like, continue to follow God at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Because you're able to look at yourself and realize what is not going correctly. Yeah. Um, in my version, I'm reading the Christian Standard Bible. It's an apologetic study Bible. Okay. Um, but verse 15, which talks about the seed and the um, good ground that like has deep roots, um, it says, uh, "These are the ones who, having heard the word with an honest and good heart, hold onto it, and by enduring, produce fruit." Mm-hmm. So, like by enduring the things that life throws at you, by really holding on and like grasping onto whatever you can, like God's word and um, going to church and stuff like that, that's how you're going to have these outcomes that you're trying yeah. to get. I think that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's just once again, like a, you have to engage if mm-hmm. you want to be changed. Mm-hmm. And if you're not engaging, you're not the good soil. Yeah. You're, you're one of the three other bad ones. Um, but I think just to just kind of like culminate everything into one mm-hmm. and to project forward into the next few weeks, um, a great thing that I heard also from the passion, like the passion, uh, the passion um, message, passion message. There mm-hmm. we go. The passion. Passion. Passion message. <laughs> the passion message. There we go. Um, is just a re- really, really cool and great resource in this. But uh, he said, Jesus did the parables to sift through hearts, which I think is funny keeping it like the farmer soil mm-hmm. theme for that one. Um, but Jesus did the parables to sift through the different hearts and see who's really dedicated towards him and wants to pursue after him mm-hmm. and who is just Who's just there around Jesus to be like, guys, I'm with Jesus. I'm so cool. Yeah. And what's crazy is, like, that's still a thing today. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we talked about the um, surface-level Christians and the deeper Christians. Mm-hmm. And, like, the surface-level Christians, they're like, uh, guys, I follow Jesus. I'm really cool. Post a Bible verse or two mm-hmm. to their Instagram story. And, like, their, their actions outside of that don't really like 
show others that they follow Jesus Mm -hmm. versus the more deeper, deeper level Christians that like day in and day out, they're praying, reading the Bible, listening to worship music, um, and just like letting God use them as a vessel to do his will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people in this world who kind of believe like what Satan told Adam and Eve in the um, Garden of Eden, like, but is it really that bad? I think there's a lot of that kind of talk in our culture, in our society. Um, Like, is it really that bad if you go to the bars tonight? Is it really that bad if you go and spend the night at that person's apartment? Like, is it really that bad? And, like, those people are easily persuaded if they don't have that deeper connection and deeper faith. Mm -hmm. But that's something that I've seen a lot of because I know there's a lot of people I know who they go to church, they do everything like right per se, but they're so they don't have that deep connection. So they don't hear when God's telling them, like, don't do that. They're hearing the But how bad can it be? Yeah. It's like the talk we talked about last time with passion, with the mm-hmm. don't make a deal with the devil. Like, yes, you can't have one foot in one foot out. Yeah, and I I love just how everything, like, really connects. Everything connects. When you, like, really get deep into it. Um, we also talked about this the last time we talked about Passion, the uh, picture that's all of the different Bible verses and the cross-references of oh, yeah. the Bible. And, like, you can either – you can even find those yourself when you're mm-hmm. just talking about it uh, out loud. It just comes out naturally, mm-hmm. and I think that's cool. Do you have any final thoughts before we close out? I think that's all. All right. Well, thank you for coming back on the podcast today. Of course, anytime. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna pray now. Dear Jesus, I come to you right now, and I thank you for this day, and I thank you for giving us the opportunity to be able to come together and talk about your word, and talk about just really how um, impactful it can be, even when at first it seems confusing. And we thank you that you tell the parables to sift the surface-level Christians with the Christians that want to follow you and go deeper. And I pray that all of us will be able to use the four soils to correctly, like, mentally place ourselves when we're going through something and hopefully be able to take our personal assessment and whatever it is Make our soil become the fertile soil that grows from the seeds of your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.